I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like hysterectomies. Yes. Yay! Yay, hysterectomies. So, when last we talked about your now non-existent uterus... Yay! (laughs) We had gone to the appointment, the consult. Yes. And she said, yep, we can do that, no problem. Here are all the things that you need to do in the meanwhile. And so, we got the pre-admit appointment at the hospital, the pre-op appointment to go back and talk to the doctor again, and the surgery date scheduled. Yeah, not in that order, but that is correct. Yes. You have to have a surgery date before they give you a pre-op appointment with the doctor. Yes, Mm -hmm. or a pre-admit appointment at the hospital. They won't give you that without a (laughs) surgery date either. Correct. This is correct. (laughs) Okay. We know what we're talking about. Sometimes. (laughs) So when you went for the pre-admit appointment at the hospital, which was the first one. Yes. What was that like? It was really great. They were phenomenal. And I was really impressed. How so? They were all very professional. (laughs) truly kind in their interactions. I wasn't picking up any, you know, flack that sometimes people give you when any nonverbal issues. They were all just very friendly and very kind. The people in the lab room were a little stressed, but that lab room has been the same freaking lab room for like 20 something years. And it's really tiny. It's like the size of our bathroom or something, you know? Yeah. It's tiny. It is. And they had uh, the machine where they check your heart in there too, Mm -hmm. like in a little adjacent closet. Mm Mm-hmm. The EKG. Yeah. So it's not a very nice place to hang out, but that wasn't about me. So, and I had questions, you know, I was asking the folks, each person I talked to, I said, how do I know what the anesthesiologist is going to cost? Nobody seems to be able to tell me that. I can tell you all the people who don't know (laughs) and listed that for them, where, where everywhere I had been sent to find this out and didn't, still didn't find it out. Right. So the person, the first person I talked to was not the intake nurse. She was the, some type of admin person. Like a receptionist type person? Um, no, there were reception people. And then you go in the back and there's a person who does other paperwork. And then there's a nurse who does more medically applicable paperwork. Okay. Yeah. And so eventually one of them found out for me that it was included in the hospital price. Wow. I was, I was surprised. Because they're usually independent contractors around here. Yes, yeah. they are. And it's always billed separately. Mm-hmm. Mine um, was. They told me it would be billed separately. But when they tracked it down for me, they said it's in there. Now, neither you or I will be surprised if they were wrong. Mm-hmm. But they, they went and found the answer. And I had been seeking that answer all week since I had gotten the you know surgery date. Right. And as soon as I was able to talk to, to the pre-admit, which the first time I called them, they didn't have the surgery orders yet. And they couldn't schedule me until those were in the system and so forth. Right. They have to be in the computer. They do. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. So So they were really great. Like they were easy to talk to. They asked the type of questions you always have to answer. And I will likely never have to answer again, which are, when did you last have a period? <laughs> God. Were they, and, and you said that at least some of them were like apologetic about having to ask. Somewhat, yes. And uh, and it was easy to talk to them. So I, I said to the woman, the nurse, I said, sometime in 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was plenty long enough since I had had it since I was 11. So right. I could ta- say something like that and she wasn't faced by it. Right. You know, I wonder if it would have been any different without masks because, you know, we're in a hospital, so we have masks. Mm-hmm. 
but they were just, they were very friendly, very kind, very easy to deal with, and they got the answer I couldn't find out. So now we'll see if they were right, because the bill will eventually come. It will. Right now I only have a bill for $12.12 that has to do with the pharmacy yep. at the hospital. Yes, the rest so. of it will have to be processed by the insurance, and then you'll get your, probably get your summary of benefits before you get your actual bill. Yeah, that's, but li- that's likely. That's good that they neither had like medical prestige, power, weirdness, nor gender weirdness. None. That's totally awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed with them. Because you're, you know, as a queer, you're always ready for these things. Oh, yeah. So when it doesn't come, it's a shock and a surprise. And a good kind. Yes, a nice surprise. Yes. The other ones are actually not too surprising, unfortunately. Well. Yeah. So, and I did have to do, I already had labs scheduled from my APRN. that From your your primary. Yeah, from my primary. When I saw him in August or something like that, and he wanted me to take iron. And so I already had some scheduled for the same, you know, upcoming week. But these things have to be billed separately. So the hospital labs for the surgery had to be billed with the surgery. So I had to do labs there too. Mm-hmm. And while they were at it, they might as well do the heart thing. Right. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Which is so much easier without boobs because you just go in there and pull your shirt up and they stick the things on you. That's totally great. Yeah. They get a little more weird about boobs. Well, Pe- people do. People do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have other procedures. They if you, do. If you have boobs. They do. Mm-hmm. I know because I've had one of those before. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Probably I, for the hernias. I had one when I was pregnant with with the Potter's baby in between number one and number two child mm-hmm. because I had changed a tire. Nobody stopped to help the pregnant lady change a tire. And so I had changed a tire and I had pain in the muscle wall where I had been cranking on the the tire iron. Right. And we had the old screw type of jack. So like, oh, yeah. you know, I had been doing all of this physical labor with my upper body and these muscles that had not been used for close to nine months at that point were kind of sore. Mm-hmm. But my doctor heard me say something about, okay, I have pain in in my muscle wall here in my chest. And what can I take that's going to be safe for the pregnancy if I'm close to delivery? And the doctor heard chest pain and sent me to the ER. (laughs) And I'm like, damn it. Right. Damn it. There's an ER bill coming now. Oh, I was on Medicaid at the time. There was no ER bill. Oh, good. And then you still have to deal with the ER. Yeah. But yeah. So I, re- I also have had EKGs with chesticles. Yeah. And that, that that guy was not the happiest guy, but that was about, he sits in a very tiny closet all day. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy if I was in a closet all day too. Right? <laughs> Didn't they try and put you in a closet once at your job? They did. They put four of us in a storage area. That's that <laughs> that's was painful. It was bad. That's that's ugly. They should not have done that. That was a mean person. Yep. That's not the story we're all talking about. Because we don't know nothing about no rabbit trails. Mm, not us. So after you had the pre-admit appointment at the hospital, then you had the pre-op appointment with the doctor. Yes. And at the pre-admit appointment at the hospital, they make you write down everything you're taking, an allergy pill, a vitamin, a fish oil, whatever you got. They want you to write down every single one of them so they can tell you don't take those. Well, and the thing is like some of them can actually interfere with like yeah. the meds that they're going to give you for anesthesia yeah. or for pain or for, you know, whatever. So to cover all their bases, they say don't take those. But if there's something you might really need to take, ask your doctor. Your doctor will know because your doctor is the surgeon and makes those decisions. 
decisions. And I thought, that's fine. I will write every single one of these down and I will bring it to my doctor and hand it to her. So she just has to read it. And I was going to, you know, print it, but there was all kinds of computer nonsense happening between my phone and the computer and the printer. So I actually wrote it with a pen on a paper. Because we're old school like that. Yeah. But it's funny to me that like the hospital person was just like, don't take any of these. Mm -hmm. And then you flush out the list and add more to it and then give it to the surgeon. And she looks at it for about three seconds because she's swift like that and says, yeah, you can take these. Well, and you know at that point that she's she's just looking for the, the one or two things that she knows are going to actually interfere. She's looking for those particular classes of drugs that she knows you really should not take. And everything else she's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and then we we specifically asked her a few more questions about that, such as the meds I usually take in the morning, my antidepressant. Can I take that? You have to take it with food. I have to take it with food. What can I do? And she said, you can get up at four in the morning and take it. And I said, I'll do that. Because we don't want an, uh, a George without his antidepressants. No, it's not, not, not good. No. Um, I need those things, especially in the winter. Right. Yeah. And we asked her about my shot because I usually have a shot that night. She mm-hmm. said, that's fine. And that thing I had not written down was the red yeast rice. So I just didn't take it anymore. Right. I figured I didn't write it down. I didn't get to ask her. I can skip it for a little bit. It's fine. And the other one that you asked about was your anti-anxiety med. Yes. She said it was good. That was fine. And I said, good, because I might want that. <laughs> <laughs> You're having surgery. Do you need your anti-anxiety med? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'd like that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Glad to be a service. Mm-hmm. And then she did look at my abdomen because I have scars from the colon surgery, which is a robot type thing. Yes, the, the laparoscopic. Yeah, a little different than what I had the other day. And I only know that from looking around in the room as I was being wheeled in there. Right. So I showed her where they were so that she would know if she needed to work around them. And she looked and said that we're, we're totally good. I don't need to go there. I'm going to go here, here, and here, and, and that will be fine. She did have a little bit of concern about potential scar tissue from your colon surgery. Right, which was nice to hear afterwards from her, or maybe I read it, that I know I talked to her afterwards, but you never know. When you're doped up like that, you're never quite sure what was where and how and who. Right. But she did say, and I believe it's in the report that I read as well, mm-hmm. in in the, you know... Discharge notes. Digital chart. Right. That there was not much scar tissue at all. She seemed surprised, and I was happily surprised to hear that. Well, that's good, because like you had been doing a lot of work making sure that you massage those incisions regularly as soon as, as soon as you could actually start putting pressure on them. Right. I didn't want them to cause other problems with my colon or anything else. That's good. So then we had planned to have Cousin Vinny come and help out. Yes. Because running this household is a two-person job and you were going to be down for the count. That is correct. And so they arrived the night before your surgery or the morning of? I forget. No, they came Sunday night. Oh, that's right. They came Sunday night because they had to work Monday. That's yeah, right. They had to and be your surgery here. was Tuesday. Right. And they were very busy with work. They were. Yeah. Much to their surprise as well. Quite how how busy it, it became. But yeah, Cousin Vinny was here. And they were mostly doing things that I would do or doing an extra thing that I would be sending you to do. Like, right. I think I'll get up and have a... And Vinny would say, no, you won't. I will get the thing. What is it? Yes. Or go lock the side door, or all, all let the, the dogs little, out, yeah. or walk the dogs on their strings, or... Yes. Yeah, those kinds of things. Get up and down so I wouldn't... Yes. Especially the first 24 hours, Yeah. which I have to laugh when I think about how I walked from the driveway down to the door, because 
I didn't have my key and your key doesn't open that middle door. And I know I was walking pretty funny. You were. I'm pretty slow. You were. But I made it. You did. And I was perfectly good with it. I, I knew I wasn't going to fall over or nothing. Right. So when we brought you home, I was worried. I have- You were very wobbly. I was very wobbly. And I also, um, because I have a larger body, so they had to give me more anesthesia. And so it took longer to wear off. Yeah. But not only that, also because I have a larger body, they had to inject more gas into me to get to see what they needed to see with the laparoscopic surgery. Right. Or with the with the, the camera remote surgery. Right. It wasn't laparoscopic. They didn't make incisions. But. Right. Well, we did ask the doctor about that because you and I were curious. Oh, yes. You when, are correct. When we were at the pre-op appointment with the doctor. Yes. We were, we were curious. And so we did ask her, why laparoscopic? Why do they have to make incisions? They didn't have to with me. And I knew the answer was that I had I, more elasticity. I wanted to know for sure what the answer was because I was curious. The answer was because you have not passed cantaloupes. Correct. So I did not have anything that they could reach through there with. Right. It was better to cut some holes and stick cameras through. Right. So yeah, I wanted to know that answer for sure. I didn't want to be guessing when we could just ask the person who knew the answer. Yes. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't care how it got out of there. No, I bet you didn't. Nope. Nope. I was going to be knocked out anyway, so just get it out, man. Fair point. Mm -hmm. So I took a half day off on the day of your surgery. I was supposed to work in the morning and then work a little bit more while you were in surgery. But I was planning on dropping you off, but not really dropping you off, like going and, and staying with you until they were ready to call you back and then coming back to pick you up. And I didn't know how long I would have, you know, how long you would take. Right. And I, I didn't feel like you needed to stay there. I appreciated you taking me to the place that my brain was not going to find without a lot of instructions. So that was helpful. And you got me to that place and they signed you up and made sure they had the desk person where I was going to sit and wait for them to call me back was also impressive mm-hmm. because I saw her writing things down. Yeah. And I said, that is not how my spouse's name is written and they fixed it right away. That's good. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like when you walked up and you were like, you know, I'm George, I'm here for surgery. And like they said, you know, like you'd think that if a male presenting person and a female presenting person come in to talk about a hysterectomy, Mm -hmm. no, they knew it was you and they talked directly to you and they were all about you and they were like completely no problems at all. Right. And because I said spouse, they wrote spouse on the paper. That was kind of amazing too. Right? Yup. I wonder what would have happened if you had said husband. We can try it next time, but we'll be, if we're in the Bay Area, I don't think they'll care. They won't care either. They will not care what I call you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. At that point, they really won't. But they were really good. They gave you some paperwork. I sat there with you while you did the paperwork just to make sure because sometimes you're like asking me questions and I didn't want to have to try and be texting you answers or helping you figure things out. But then once you had the paperwork ready, then you were like, uh, you can go now. Yeah, because I felt like I was just going to get nervous with you sitting there looking at me. Well, and you also had like an audio book and a pre-surgery meditation that you were doing, listening to and things like that, that like were your own like self-care time before going back. And I didn't want to infringe on that either. So, Which I did not get to do at that time. I did eventually. They called you right back right after I left. Almost right away. That's great. Yeah. So once they took you back. Once they took me back. They put me in, I think, the exact same spot I picked you up from last time. That's funny. And, well, it's not like there's a lot of little spots right there, but there's probably six of them or something. I think. I don't know. 
Anyhow, a little curtained area and brought me in there and said, this bag is for your shoes and this one's for your clothes and these wipes that I'm going to take out of here that have iodine and stuff on them are for, you know, wiping down your whole body and have you done this before? And I said, it's been a long time, so you should tell me. Mm -hmm. And they did. The nurse told me. and. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, wipe off my arms and basically, you know, wipe myself down with iodine thingies that were sticky and then put put on a robe where your ass hangs out. It's kind of wild that they had iodine things, but it, it was clear and sticky because usually iodine is like yellowy brown. It was a little yellowy. Okay. Yeah. It was a little, it was uh, opaque, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Not very dark, but mm-hmm. a little bit yellowy. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, they, they come in and she, she tied the thing for me because I, that was just going to be easy easier for all of us. And uh, and they see enough asses, they don't care. They, I don't care either. <laughs> and then I had to sit there and answer a lot of questions again. And the question that everyone- The question asked, of the day. Every time someone would come in was- What surgery are we doing today? Or what are we doing today? And then I would say a hysterectomy. And then I would explain. And then they would explain back to me more thoroughly with all the longer words. And I would say yes. Because they have to confirm multiple times or else risk potential liability. Yes. But it's still really fucking weird that they're like, which surgery are you having? And I'm sorry that this might- Excuse me, sir. Let me, let me. What uh, type of hysterectomy are you having? Require that you describe your anatomy that makes you dysphoric Mm -hmm. for the sake of fixing it. Yes. Multiple times. Describe it. Yes. God. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Hey, you know, I'm just moving along and I didn't realize there was going to be so much to do back there Mm -hmm. with the nurse as soon as I got back there. Right. You know, explaining to me how long I could keep my phone and when they would put that with the stuff to lock up and because I wanted to do my pre-op meditation when I was finally set. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I did have time for. Oh, good. And putting an IV in. And I totally forgot the IV goes on like the outside of your hand because it's been a really long time. And I'm used to giving blood or doing labs. Where they take it from the inside of your elbow. Right. So I had asked the doctor at that pre-op appointment, can I also put this lotion on the outside of my arms? I told her what kind of lotion. Because you get a rash if you don't. If it gets too dry. And she said yes. And I didn't realize that. So when she was trying to put the tape on for the IV. Oh, yeah. She said, I can't get it to stick. Is there some kind of lotion or something? And I said, yes, I'm sorry. I asked the doctor, but I totally forgot that the IV goes on the outside of my wrist or arm or whatever. Right. And uh, she said, okay, no problem. And just wiped it all off with some alcohol wipes. I explained the whole thing to her, why I had asked and why I had the lotion and so forth. Right. And taking it off right before and putting tape on, I mean, by then, it's not going to matter. The way it would if I left it like that since I had showered. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It had soaked in a bit too. So So then once they get you all set, then the doctor comes in and- A whole bunch of other people came in too. Oh, I'm sure. All kinds of- We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. 
If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. You sound like you're still catching your breath. If I move at all, I probably am. Okay. Recovery is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's not bad, really. Oh, good. Overall, I mean, it's very manageable. I'm glad. If my biggest problem is don't bend in half, okay. <laughs> I can not bend in half, I'm sure. Fair enough. Once I find that out, I shall cease bending yes. in half. Good job. To reach things. <laughs> How, how's the level? It's a little low, but we'll be okay. Okay. Are we ready? It's so funny to me that as soon as I turn the microphone on, you start giving me all this nonverbal communication, nodding your head, smiling, where like a minute ago, you were like, yes, it's okay. I'm good. And and the minute the microphone's on, you're like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to make undue noises at the microphone. (laughs) It's okay to make noises when I asked you a question. I'm sorry. I love you. Are you allowed to put your elbow there? I don't think the the editor likes that. <laughs> you don't get to tell me what the editor likes when I'm trying to get you to just talk. Come on now. <laughs> Go ahead then. <laughs> get us started so we can talk. You're so helpful. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Yeterus. Mm-hmm. When one yeets one's uterus. Right. I have noticed Lynn Thomas saying that over and again. Oh, yes. Very good. Recently. So. Yay. On the tweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>